Buckle up for this episode, besties. We are taking a rocket ship ride into success with lifelong entrepreneur, JC Cormiac. JC started her first company at 19 years old. On stage most of her life, she's coached and trained thousands of women and girls. JC is hell-bent on inspiring women to embrace who they truly are, to be bold, wild-hearted, do the work they love, and live life on their own terms. Listen as we discuss what it truly means to be successful, along with tools to help you lead a successful life. Hello, JC. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm so, so excited as well. Yeah. So I want to dive right in. So give us all the deets on your story. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) JC has lots of stories. (laughs) For so long, I had such a fire within me to do something big. That's always been a driving force for me. And so at 19, I started my first company, which was a dance studio. But by the time I was in my mid-20s, I had a moment, and I call it my mirror moment, but I was working on choreography for that evening, and I stopped dead in my tracks, and I looked at myself in the mirror, which I know for some people, like, ah, but teaching dance. I was in front of the mirror eight, 10 hours a day. And I just looked at myself. I'm supposed to be doing something bigger than this. There's got to be more. And mind you, I was very successful. I had, I was packed out with students. I mean, just, it was amazing. And I didn't realize in my early twenties that I was making such a, a powerful impact on the students that I had. Uh, A lot of girls that grew up to be very powerful women, and a lot of that has come back to me. And some of the boys that I taught, that's come back to me like, hey, JC, it's because of blah, blah, blah that you taught us to do. So I was making that impact. That was the first time I remember feeling such a strong call to do something bigger than I'd already done. I'd already achieved the childhood dream of owning the studio. So then what was I going to do? But in those moments... I was busy. I was, like I said, I was packed out with students. I had, we were traveling and competing and this, that, and the other. I didn't feel I had the time to figure out what the heck it was. I, what else I wanted to do? What else could fulfill me in that emptiness that I was experiencing? So I shoved it down and I taught for another, I don't know, another 10 years or so. It took me into my forties. And so it was 2016 when I feel like I truly started to really embrace and start to live the wild-hearted life, what I call (laughs) wild-hearted. We were traveling. We had gotten rid of everything we owned almost. And we gotten down to, I had one suitcase full of clothes, which means I donated about 20 to 30 bags worth of clothes to uh, the mission in Colorado Springs when we left Colorado. And we traveled. Now, mind you, within a few months, I also pulled the plug on a marriage, but... um, so by the time 2023 rolled around, the end of 2022, really, I said, you know, I've done all these things. I've done such amazing things. I'm feeling soulfully aligned and I love what I have in my life. I knew it was time to really start to help the others, the other leaders and entrepreneurs and professionals that are hitting that wall of, well, I'm successful. Things are going great, but... Is this all there is? Something's missing. So that's why I decided to launch Wild Hearted Life. Nice. I love that story so much. And I think it, you know, a, a lot with our topic today of success, I know you had mentioned like you were successful in your dance business. So when you're speaking to those other people too, who might be 
thinking. Because, you know, we have like those moments where we're at a rock bottom. Nothing's going right for us. We have to somehow make a change and start living out the life that we want to live. But then you have those group of people who are, for the most part, living a good life. Like they have a successful career, like things are are vibing, but they still have that feeling that they're they're meant for more. So I wanted to really dive into that specifically. What came up for you? Like, did you have any resistance to that, knowing that you wanted more? But, you know, I had this wonderful career right now, so I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. When I first felt that in my 20s, I really thought, what the flip, JC? Because I had built physically helped build even (laughs) hammers and nails on drywall. I had an investment emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually into the company that I built. And I thought this has been for me. And I know not if it gets to achieve that, but I had achieved my childhood dream. I had wanted my own studio since I was seven years old. And so here I was at 25, 26, whatever I was thinking, I kind of went out of it. And I had all these kids that I was making such an impact on. And I I knew I was, I didn't realize how big of an impact it was, but I just, I couldn't walk away from them. It took me a long time to retire from the dance industry because I just couldn't bring myself to walk away. I felt like I would be being selfish and doing something for me. I absolutely have the majority of my life to do for others before myself. In fact, uh, just a few years ago in my late 40s, by then I was single at the time and I was living in Fort Worth, Texas, and I was I had decided to train in jiu-jitsu, which was super cool. It was there's something else I'd really wanted was martial arts. One of my training partners, because I trained mostly with guys, <laughs> you know, because jiu-jitsu is a tough sport and, and not too many women do it. Um, we're a little crazy <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I'm off. But he said to me one day, he said, JC, you got to take care of JC. He was seeing it. I was taking care of everybody else. It hit home and I, I haven't forgotten it. And it's been four or five years ago since he said that to me. And I try very hard now to take care of me. But when I realized that I could take care of me and give a life that is soulfully aligned and feeds the fire that's within me and I'm lit up most of the time. <laughs> Not always. We all have days that are at. I realize I could do that because the more I give to me, the more ultimately I'm able to give to others. I love that. And I think this leads me to my own experience too. Like we sometimes live life trying to please other people. And in the end result, we're not living in alignment with what's truly meant for us. Like, yeah, we could be successful in our doing, have a successful business, be making a lot of money. But if our being is not aligned, it it really just doesn't, it's never going to fill your cup. It's never going to make you feel complete and fulfilled in what you're doing. It's just at the end of the day, knowing that I have to live out my life. You know, this is my life. This is how I'm making my impact in my unique way. And if it's not vibing for me, if it doesn't feel right for me, then I need to make a change. Yes. And I love that you had that full circle moment too. Like, you know, you felt as if you were giving up on, you know, your students, but then here you are like full circle moment, doing something completely different, but still now in that state of giving back to other people. Yes. 
where you will have students again in doing what you want that's in more alignment. Absolutely. So I love that so, so much. I think that's amazing. Thank you for that. And it was really too, also for me, it was a realization that at the core of most everything I've done professionally, it's been about empowering others. So again, when I was younger, I, I didn't get that. It took me a while to figure that out. But now that I know that, I want to impress that upon other people. You don't have to start over and do something completely different. Just take what you have, your experiences, whether it's in business or whether it's personal. And that when you're called to make a bigger impact and to light yourself up as well, then that's where you just have to take your experiences and learn how to apply that in a way that can make that impact and to not expect to have to do it alone. Women in particular, we need not just a sisterhood, but we need a community of like-minded people. We need that support. Guys do too. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely think they do. And boy, have I heard that one so many times. JC, why are you just empowering women? <laughs> but guys have asked. <laughs> I have a lot of guy friends and they're like, but what about us? And I'm like, well, not leaving you out at all. It's just that I understand women because I am one and, you know, a fiery kind of bold woman, but I... It's kind of a twofold with the movement. It doesn't leave the guys out, but I will definitely have retreats that are only women as well. <laughs> nice. I want to dig a little bit in because I know we touched on a little bit, you know, like the success is more what makes you feel aligned and what, what lights you up. So with that being said, let's dig a little bit into success, whether it's being a state of being or is success a state of doing. You know, I studied, I, my bachelor's degree is in psychology. And one of, one of the big things in psychology is nature versus nurture. And to me, this is the same thing. I am not an advocate of nature or nurture. I'm an advocate that it's both. And I believe that success is a state of being, but it's also a state of doing. Because if we just go, oh, I'm successful, I'm successful, I'm successful, and we just sit there, meditate on it forever, and just think it's going to happen... If you didn't do anything, well, it's not going to happen. But you can't just go do things and at the same time in your head think, well, I really suck. I'm not good enough. Because then that's going to have that kind of energy come with it and, and it won't work. So it has to be both. Yeah. And I think like, you know, showing up with your story, you know, like showing up and doing what you do successfully, but also being in that state of wanting to show up every day doing that specific thing, wanting to be in that atmosphere every single day. And if that's something that you don't want to do, then you have to look at it as, you know, okay, something's not really aligned here because I totally agree. It's, it's definitely a combination of both. You see these successful people on TV, movie stars, and, you know, a lot of people look at them and think, wow, like they got it all. They got it all. They got the beautiful home up on the hill and, you know, they got all the money, they got the car, they got the job that they make all the tons of money. And then you see those stories where people are suffering from depression. Yeah. I go back to when I was in high school, you know, I was the cute girl that dated all the boys and I was the cheerleader, kind of the stereotype. I dated the captain of the football team, which was great. They were great memories uh, for the most part. Yeah. So the part that others didn't know. I was actually very bullied in school. And so there were some really bad memories. I certainly am not one of those people who want to go back to my teen years. No, thank you. I try to remember <laughs> the positives of it, but I know 
what kind of damage was done to me emotionally. And sadly, that's it's never left me. And then it, it just con- continued on because I was with the same kids all the way. I came from a small town. So I was with those same kids basically from kindergarten until we graduated. It really was difficult. And there's still times for me that there's a little bit of the imposter syndrome because I'm like, well, who am I to stand here and say, well, look, you can live a wild hearted life and this, that and the other. And then when I tell new people in my life and meet new friends or people that become friends rather, but and I start telling them some of the stuff I've done because it's been my life and I don't sometimes think that much about it. And when they look at me in awe and they go, wow, you've done a lot or you're so brave or you're not scared of anything or whatever. <laughs> then I go, yeah, yeah, okay. That also inspired me to step forward more and to help others do the same thing, whatever it is. And I, I talked to the, a lady just the other day and she said, well, she goes, this probably isn't too wild hearted, but she goes, I just started crafting again. And I'm like, wait a minute, if that lights you up, then yeah, that's absolutely wild hearted. It doesn't have to be, let's go jump out of a plane, you know, or do whatever and take off and pack up your teenager and move across the country. Like I did a year or so. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> But it, it's whatever you're called to do. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the imposter syndrome, because I think when it comes to stepping into our success and having that balance between what we want to do and who we are, there are those things such as imposter syndrome that come up. So other than the imposter syndrome, what do you feel holds people back from their success? Being scared. And there is an absolute difference. I joke and always tell everybody, I'm the word master. Uh, I like language. So there's a difference between being scared and being afraid. When you are scared to do something, here we go to being in the state of something. You're in that state of fear. You are so in it and you're kind of panicky about like, well, I, I can't go whatever it might be for you, whether it's start a business or just go do something and and maybe go take a dance class or go take time to craft, whatever. One, maybe it's completely out of your comfort zone. You've never done it before. Trust me, I was scared to freaking death to walk into the gym and start jujitsu. <laughs> I almost backed out. I almost backed out of the parking lot. And then I was like, get out of the car. That state is kind of the deer in the headlights. And it keeps you frozen. It keeps you stuck. And you're somewhat comfortable, even if it's we're comfortable in the uncomfortable sometimes, right? Because we're like, well, I know what this is. And I'll just keep doing this because there's more security in it. Versus if you're afraid of it, you have some apprehension of the fear and you're aware of the fear. And that's when you're able to figure out how to prepare so that you can actually go do whatever it is that you're wanting to do. Yeah. You know, I always say that nothing worth doing happens inside your zone of comfort. With my journey, my fear kept me stuck at one point, you know, because I knew that I had a lot of work to do. And this goes for whoever is setting out for their success. So whatever it is that you want to do in life, you set that intention out there, right, of what you want to do. And if we want to bring it down to like manifestation, we're putting up that intention But what's getting thrown back at us is not exactly the thing. It's what's keeping us in the way of receiving that thing. And 100% of the time, the only thing that's in the way is ourselves. For me, I always got in my way, but I was always afraid of getting out of my own way. 
and I just stayed the same until I made the choice to realize that there's so much power. Yes, fear. Yeah. There's so much power in our fear because we have that opportunity, if you make the choice, to take that opportunity where you do feel fearful and say, okay, how am I feeling fearful in this moment? What is here for me in this moment? And how can I grow and evolve to step into what it is that I truly want to do by aligning, aligning my being with it? So now I'm at this place where I'm always stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something new. And it scares me. And I have those moments where I'm like, holy shit. But, but I know I can drop in and have those conversations with myself. Yeah. So like, what are some other tools that people need in order to lead a successful well, life? I, I would say there's four main tools that really are beneficial. And one of those is recognizing that inner fire within you. Recognizing it, accepting it, and embracing it. Because when you're feeling called for something else, something more, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a reason that you're feeling that. Your soul's calling to you or whatever you want to call it, that fire in your belly. Or you may just go, why? I don't even know what that fire is. I just feel empty because something's freaking missing. Well, that's because there's really a fire behind that, you know, saying you got to fulfill or be fulfilled. And so recognizing that and then embracing it. And if you don't know what you're being called to do or or what you're wanting, then you need to take the steps to find out what that is, of course. And I want to point out, too, because as you were saying a moment ago, you know, that fear can hold us back and being scared stops us in our tracks and prevents us from figuring out how to go past the obstacle of fear and go through it. But sometimes it's people that have never felt like they've had great success. Sometimes it's those of us that have had tremendous success. But sometimes there are those of us that have had tremendous success and dismal failure. And you're like, well, shit, I just fell off the mountain. (laughs) I didn't go down slowly. I rolled down really hard. How am I going to climb back up the next one? That can be very fearful. I went through that where I was scared to put myself out there again. And eventually I I found the courage to go past that. The second tool that I would really say is the preparation. One of the analogies I like to use with that is say that you're just dying to go hiking. You want to go hiking. And then you're like, oh, there's some bears in them there woods. So (laughs) blindly go hiking and have no clue what kind of critters you may encounter. Well, that's not a very bright idea, to be honest. You need to be prepared. May you, where I live now in Arizona, I have mountains that we can get to very quickly. And yes, do we see sometimes bear tracks in the snow? You betcha. Sometimes we might see a mountain lion's footprint. So you need to be aware, how do you handle that if you encounter those really scary things? Or we have a lot of rattlesnakes around. I pulled into my driveway the other night. It was dark and it's like, whoa, there's four of them there, you know, little sets of eyes. And I'm like, all right, let's see if they are, see if a mama's around. And I ran through the things that I needed to think about before I got out of my vehicle. So when you're prepared, then you can take those steps or step outside of your comfort zone and feel just more courageous, more secure in taking those next measures. And I I think what comes up for me when you're saying that is Mm -hmm. trust, like being intentional and having that inner trust, which I think is something that holds a lot of us back from taking those next steps out of our comfort zone and doing something new is within our being, we need to trust ourselves. 
And we need to trust that what is happening is not happening to us. Rather, it's happening for us. And that was something that really got me through a lot of the shit that I had went Mm -hmm. through in my past and continue to, right? Like we set, we have a goal for ourselves and sometimes we get so hyper-focused on it happening like in A, B, C, D order that when it doesn't, we're like, God, like, you know, we get frustrated and resentful and bitter and we see this one doing it and it's happening for them. And we're like, well, WTF, why is it not happening for me? Learning to trust that journey and embracing those pivots and those twists and those turns. We can set our goals. We can do all those pieces. But success isn't a, an endpoint. It's not a location. It's not the the big whatever vehicle or house or corner office or owning your own, whatever. Success is a journey. And we as human beings are designed to seek. We're not designed to have a bunch of stuff. Not saying we can't have things, but we're designed to seek. So it's just in our physical and spiritual DNA that we want something else. We kind of, grass is green on the other side. And it may not be greener, but we are drawn to it. And so when we realize that the journey up the mountain, it's not about getting to the peak, and that's great and amazing, but it really literally is, let's look at the stuff along the journey because the fact that you even started, you're already successful. You took the first step. So that's huge. And I think that that's important for people to recognize and understand in themselves. Absolutely. And I think that having um, that circle of support. I had someone say to me once, well, you built your studio all by yourself, which literally wasn't true. There were my father and my first husband helped me physically build the studio. But he was talking about the company and and building it up and, and all that. And I'm like, yes, but not really, because I built an amazing team. I had a wonderful staff. To be honest, I hired my first staff member with um, within the first couple of weeks of my having my own school, my own studio. I just didn't wait. And with Wild Hearted Life, you know, this is a new, amazing thing that I'm bringing to the world. It's a movement I'm starting. But guess what? I actually, I just spoke with her again last night and I already have a team member because I know it's about having a support system. When I walked into the jujitsu place, initially I was on my own. It was a very, very nerve wracking, but we, we were a team and the particular place that I trained that was the whole intent. And so I had that circle and it became therapy for me <laughs> at that time and hard work. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm passionate about the Wild Hearted Life movement because it is, I'm creating a mastermind and the retreats because we need that circle of support. I'm really adamant about that. The last thing I really want to share on the kind of the tools is that you need to be a wild hearted, successful dreamer. Dreamers dream. Right. We can dream all day long about the things that we want, but leaders and courageous individuals take action. And that's the key. And that's where we go back to that the state of being when it comes to success or the state of doing. And it's both. That was so powerful. I've absolutely loved this conversation. And before we wrap up, I would really love for you to share a little bit about the wild hearted life and let people know where they can find you. I am actually putting out a six-week mastermind, which is just going to be the kind of the the founding member opportunity. 
And so those founding members, we're going to do six weeks. We're really going to get a, a kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. And then I'm going to go shortly after that, I'll launch a, a little bit longer one. The the goal, of course, was within the next, probably by this fall, I'll have like a nine month one and that'll be different. But those founding members are going to have an opportunity at six weeks or at the 90 day one. And then they'll have a special founding member. They get some cool stuff that because they're founding members. So that mastermind is truly about coming together, understanding what it is that we're being called to do, being okay with the fact that we are like, there's got to be more. This can't be all there is. Having that community of like-minded people, that support system, brainstorming ideas of how to even step outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Of course, there's going to be training for me as well, not just me facilitating, but leading and training. And and of course, hey, I'm going to be growing as well because that's I will always be growing. So there's that aspect of it. And of course, I have the Wild Hearted Life podcast that I just launched. And so I'm going to be doing um, not just me, but again, I'll have some guest interviews as well and some guest opportunities. And then I'm going to be also putting out there the Wild Hearted Life online magazine. So some really cool stuff. And I'm super, super excited about it. Wildheartedlife.com is what we're uh, putting together and, and getting out there for everybody. So exciting, Daisy. I'm so happy for you and all your accomplishments, how far you've come. You truly are the definition of success. So thank you so much for being here today. And again, it is wildheartedlife.com if you would like to connect with JC and what she has to offer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word, screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes and be sure to follow our Empowered Hype House community Facebook page. Super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create the next level self. Till next time, I'll see you in your home.